This is the Group 2 Podcast number four. Let's go, boys. Let's do it. We uh, we have uh, your one and only Groat Simulator. Uh, we also got returning uh, Sean, a.k.a. Butthole. And we also have a <laughs> special guest today, the Quash, the Mr. on Barstool seven times this year. I think so. I guess it would have been last year. You were uh, on Barstool? Yeah, I mean, it's it's my friends and family, I think, that keep bringing it up, but, it, you know, it works. What'd you do? How'd you get on there? You know, jumping into bushes, dancing in bars. It, it's it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but just end up oh, on there having man. a good time. <laughs> my boy, actually, he made it to Barstool. He was uh, he's drinking a beer off of the escalator. It's nasty. Did you Oof. see that one? Did I, I think that? I did see that. You did put that in there. I remember oh, seeing that. God, it's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, you know what this is, the podcast where ordinary guys just talk about games and, uh, and bullshit, basically. Just, you know, the good old stuff. Uh, anyway, um, today, well, actually, before we go too far and everything, let's, let's talk to you a little bit more, Quash. Um, you've been basically with, like, hang out here with Group 2 since the beginning. But you've been on and off doing your college things, college things and stuff, but, I mean... I'm pretty sure we were playing Destiny with you back in like at least 2015, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely been a long time. You're a, you're like a legacy member. You're way <laughs> and that's so <laughs> Legion of the Void. So I think the uh, the interesting thing about that too is I actually I got Destiny on the uh, the midnight launch when it actually first came out and just never picked it up. Ended up uh, training in a GameStop and then. Sachel was like, hey, you know what? You should redownload this. I got a good squad, and uh, and that's when I was brought forward to the boys. Awesome. Dude, it's always, it's always been fun playing with you. And then lately being playing Fortnite. We'll get more into that a little bit later, though. But I got to ask you guys something. It's a little bit serious. All right, so beginning of the year, 2018, everyone starts their New Year's resolutions. Uh, we're a little bit past the point where we're going to ask what the New Year's resolution was. But... The news resolution you guys made, have you stuck to it? I've been working on it. Um, I feel like I actually have a pretty good one. Uh, my resolution this year was to cut my student debt in half. Oh, okay. Yeah, so been That's making little good. monthly payments, cutting it. Nice. That's the way to go. Well, you... no, I say that? mine, um, no, mine personally was uh, kind of along the lines with that. So I'm finishing up grad grad school here actually um in april so mine was to uh to find a job so that i could start paying back my student debt and hopefully start on that by the end of this year but uh it's all about just finding a job right now so that's what i've been working on but that was my resolution personally what are you getting your mba uh so kind of it's like a, a one-year program it's the first year of an mba out of michigan here so just hoping you know Oh, is it like an executive thing? Yeah, it's um, it's their master management program. So basically the first year of the core MBA, and then they throw a little electives in there as well. But it's all pre-experienced, so haven't really worked anywhere yet. But just kind of hoping that someone thinks I'm smart enough and picks me up. U of M is dope, though. Dude, I'm sure you'll be fine. It's plenty early on and everything. I'm, I know you'll uh, you'll land a great job and uh, make enough money to support all of Group 2. Oh. <laughs> Tell me, I got to get that Xbox One X and, uh, and a 4K monitor here soon. So, 2018 goals. The right most there. powerful console ever created, ever. Unlimited frame rate. It's the flops. unlimited frames. It's got teras oh, of flops. That's that's what it has. There's what's, just so uh, many flops. What's your resolution, Jay? Well, my New Year's resolution was to start 
you know, kind of getting back on a regular sleep schedule of going to bed at a decent hour and waking up earlier, you know, to get some stuff done in the morning because I don't want to do it in the evenings. And uh, that lasted about two days. So, yeah, <laughs> glad to say that I started and failed my New Year's resolution. Hey, I mean, like, at least you're committed to, to starting. I mean, you can always start another one. You're not too far into the year yet. You can call a mulligan this on is, that. The way I look at it is I, I'm kind of hoping to... I'll ease myself into instead of being like, oh, I'm going to do some quit. I'm just going to make sure by the end of the year I can get to that. So I, I still got some time. Yeah, I got yeah. some time. Yeah. I mean, make it a 2019 resolution at this point. You have time to build towards it. So, you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> my, my 2019 New Year's resolution is to uh, start off better with my 2018 New Year's <laughs> resolution. So. <laughs> anyway, let's get right into it. All right. So last podcast, we had got into the Sea of Thieves uh, alpha, and now the beta's out, and we've had a little bit of time to play with it, and we can talk a little bit more about what's going on. Um, I played a little bit last night. Uh, Quash, I know you said you don't have it, but Sean, have you had a chance to play with it yet? Yeah, actually, as soon as I got home from work today, I popped on like for an hour. It's, um, uh, it's just as fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. I love that game so much. It's just like so chill, and the water looks beautiful, especially with the Xbox One X and a 4K monitor. Yeah, Will was powerful <laughs> console. I think Will was playing on yours uh, over this weekend or something, and telling us we were playing some Fortnite. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh my god, the grass looks just so real right now." And I was like, "Dude, what?" <laughs> yeah, he was playing on my setup. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Sea of Thieves is it's awesome. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But um, one thing that was concerning, I guess, for everyone really right now is that the beta has even less content than the alpha. So it's kind of, true. you know, everyone's hitting uh, the panic button. Yeah, I noticed that it's got it's got more or less. So um, in the alpha, there was some more vendors, and I'm sure they talk about it. But, you know, in the beta right now, we only got the one vendor. And so it's kind of like limited missions and stuff. And and I get that. I, 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 get, I get why a game wouldn't want to show too much, uh, especially going back to, at least in recent memory, uh, Destiny 1 with their beta it was like almost 20% of the game yeah. in the beta and so now it's kind of like you know they don't want to go back to the point where you know they show too much to the point where there's nothing surprising when the game releases but they do give you enough to me it feels like enough to get a taste for what the game's about and to at least have fun with your friends like we've been doing everything you get a team of three or four guys you know getting drunk playing shitty music uh <laughs> fucking with the with the drivers or the, oh. the the guy steering the ship and uh just have a throw a map know, a in bunch the face. of fun and that's what the game i think is really about i think it's just kind of it just I, I talked about it last time but it just reminds me of back when we were kids uh playing you know four people to a screen and you're playing with your buddies there and you're all messing around like doing stuff that's what i feel like this game brings back nostalgia wise for me at least oh yeah it it feels like you're playing the game just to like have fun like to play a game there's no like loot treadmill there's nothing like that like you don't feel obligated to log in hours whenever you know and you don't feel like you're behind if you don't yeah so you know I, i feel like that's huge it's it's such a like breath of fresh air after you know especially the destiny debacle that was brutal right but, uh, i mean i think that's the thing destiny just got so grindy about it but i, I mean so coming for me i haven't even 
you know, purchased into or bought the beta yet, but I guess from a top-down level, um, how would you guys explain that from someone coming to see a Thieves with, with no background in it? Um, if you can kind of, like, give a brief description of what it looked like. Hmm. I mean, to sum it up in one word, uh... <laughs> I guess I don't need I... to sum it up in one word, but it, it's, a, it's a lot of just pirate like expecting what you do like in a pirate game you're in a ship and you're searching for booty and it it doesn't really put you in a situation where it's like oh go here and then go here and go here it's kind of just like here you are in the tavern like you can get fucked up or you can go out in the open sea and start a search for, for treasure <laughs> yeah searching for that booty that booty no but it it's i don't know what do you, what do you think sean uh, like if I had to pick one word, I'd say like an adventure. Um, I, I, I would liken it to like a PUBG Fortnite kind of thing. Cause it is like, like instances. It's not like a persistent world all the time. So like every, each time you load into a new server, it's like you start fresh. Um, at least from what we know now. Uh, yeah. I think you'll be able to carry over like your character's costumes and weapons and blah blah blah, but it's not. There's no like you can't build a base. You, there's nothing like that. Um, right. So it's cool. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's fun just like not having a plan or a quest or something that you have to do all the time. Yeah. Like it's just you like, know- yo, let's do another bounty. Like that was fun, and then we'll just sail and hit a storm, and then we'll get distracted for twenty minutes. You right. know, puking on each other, drinking grog. It's, like, you know, it's so funny. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, I like that too. I, I'm a little worried that maybe the novelty will wear off at a certain point. Um, you know, you, you have fun, you do, do all that stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's one of these things where it's like, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, review or judge anything before it comes out. So I'd like to see the final product and kind of see what's going to keep me coming back. Um, I could definitely see having fun with the guys or anything, but it also doesn't seem like a game that I necessarily want to go in by myself. Um, but two things in the beta that kind of stood out a little bit to me that I'm kind of concerned with is, one, the PvP aspect still a little bit worries me because you can go to the vendors where you, you take the treasures and stuff and you turn it in to get your, I guess, take of the treasure. And... Uh, Anyone, if, if, if another player sees you, they can come to your island, get off their ship, and shoot you before you turn in that treasure, pick it up, and turn it themselves. Ooh, like, I feel like the vendor locations need to not have PvP. I really see... Unless they make an option for a PvP server and a PvE, I can definitely see people exploiting just waiting on the outpost for other ships to come. And then just killing anyone trying to turn in their stuff. Oh, yeah. It's got to be like a super delicate balance between how many players are on a server, too. Because it's like, if there's too few, then it's lame. Like, you, you're you not going to see anyone else and you're just sailing around the world by yourself. But if there's too yeah. many, they're going to group up. And there's just going to be like a couple outposts that are just guarded like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. But overall, I'm, I've, I've had fun, and I mean, I know we're going to get back on it uh, as soon as this is over and kind of check out more stuff. They did add a few new things to it. Uh, did you see the yeah. sniper? 
They do, yeah. They have a sniper. Yeah, the cool. reticle cracks me up because it's a uh, it's a crack in the lens when you look yeah. through. <laughs> so it's like that, that was an interesting touch. And one of the things I I mentioned before that I wish they had that was missing is they had the uh, the the seeing eyeglass. Uh, yeah, to yeah. look out like when you're on top of your ship looking trying to find the island or how close you were helping out. I'm glad they had that in there. I thought it was it was missing the alpha, and I was like, you gotta you gotta have this. It's a pirate game. Oh, and yeah. they put it in there. Um, I think there's a few other things mm-hmm. too that they added that I can't think of right now, but yeah. but yeah. So they, I would, they, if I had to like lobby a couple of complaints, one would be there needs to be more ship variety. Um, at least in my opinion, like yeah. it's there's two ships. So like Quash, when you're joining a game, there's one you can choose to load in as one player, like solo, or with a like two player buddy system, or if you choose four players, you can get match made with, you know, whoever randoms, but you get into a giant ship instead of a small little uh, sloop. It's called a galleon. So, like, do you um, have control of that ship yourself? Or I guess, so, I guess, what size yeah. are the lobbies and how much control do you have over, I guess, your crew that you're loading in there with? You don't really. Like, if you get match made, that's who you're match made with. But, um, so anyone can be captain of the ship. It's all like you have equal stake in right. what's going on. So, what happens is like someone will throw down a quest and then everyone votes on it and says yes or no. And if a majority says yes, then you start that quest and anyone can be captain at any time. Anyone can operate the sails. Anyone can operate the cannons. You know, that's what makes it kind of fun. Wash, let me uh, let me put this in perspective for you, because uh, this just seems just like your kind of fucker you'd like to get into. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm all about pirate so, shit. Don't get me wrong. So if we if we go in as a group of four, um, and right now you have to like you can be in a group of one, two, or four. The the galleon has to be I think recruited by four right now. I don't think you can choose to just have three. I think in the final game they'll let you. But anyway, so you're all you know there doing your own thing, and when you get on the ship, I mean the ship has multiple things that need to be done in order to operate, and there's not like a oh, let me get a higher skill in this or this. It's not like a skill tree type thing. It's just like you just do it and you figure out who's going to do what. <laughs> and so like, you know, if one person wants to steer the ship, another person has to look at the map to, to like, you know, help navigate where they're going, which is below deck. Um, another person needs to like get the cannons loaded just in case we do run into other ships. Uh, you know, you got to fire at them and, and, you know, you have to go down to get more cannonballs if you run out. Um, if like, if we run into something or if uh, another ship shoots at us, then you have to go downstairs and repair the holes in the ship. So, I mean, it's just, it's basically just all everyone communicating, trying to get that done, um, steering the sails, making sure the sails in the right way. Or if like, you know, one of the guys like, you know what, Quash, you're not doing shit. Fuck you. We're all going to vote to put you in the brig. And so we all vote. And now you're in a cage until we decide that you're out. No. Like it's, it's yeah. amazing. Like some of the stuff you can do. And it, it cracks me up. Like, how, like you know, like when you're watching, um, you know, like uh, demos, like one that like comes to mind right now is the division. When I first saw in 2013, looked awesome, but the people playing were so unrealistic. It's like, oh, let's go see what so and so's doing. Oh, he's here. Let's go do this. It's like, no, we don't really talk like that. Yeah. In this game, you have to. Like, you have to. Like, it's it's hard not to get immersed in what you're doing because it's like, shit, you're going the wrong way. Turn the other way. 
you know, quash, yeah. load the cannons. Uh, <laughs> Sean, go fix the, the hole, everything. We're broken. We're about to sink. Go dump the water. Like, we have to talk about that stuff. And that, I thought, was awesome. That that there uh, cracked me up. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't really think of another experience I had for a long time than, like, just when we were sailing and hit a storm randomly. And it was, like, a five-minute storm. And we were, like, constantly communicating the entire time. Like, okay, oh, we're leaking over here. We needed the blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just, oh, my God. It was so much fun. <laughs> and you get, like, so engaged in this game. It's It's different. It's cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll definitely have to try and check it out here. I mean, so as far as I know, so it's beta right now. When's the, the beta last two, and when's the full release? The beta lasts until January 29th. Uh, the full release is March 20th, I believe, yeah. um, which there is something else. I'll, I'll go into that later because I, I want to talk about the Xbox Game Pass later, but first we're going to talk about a few other games. But um, Sea of Thieves is going to be on the Xbox Game Pass at release on March 20th. So you don't necessarily have to buy the game. If you own the Xbox Game Pass, which is $10 a month, you have access to Sea of Thieves, and you can download it and play it from there. And is that unlimited access, kind of like Games with Gold, where once you download it, it's yours? Or is it only working as long as you still have the Game Pass? It's, it'll be downloaded. It's not like something you stream like uh, the, the the PlayStation Plus or whatever their program was. It's... Uh, it's downloaded on your uh, your system. You play it and you own it until you stop playing. It's like it's like Apple Music, but with games or, or Netflix. Like it's it's all there. I, Netflix is streaming, so it's not really like Netflix because it is downloaded on your system. Um, but if you quit paying for Games Pass, you no longer will have access to that game. It'll still be downloaded. You just can't open and you can it. Just like get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. I gotcha. So do, do games get removed off of that though? Like, do, is it like rotating library? So the games do get removed, but as long as you have it downloaded and you own games pass, you can still play those games. If it was on games pass once before. Wow. So when a game gets removed, it gets removed from game pass to where you can't, like download it again. I got gotcha. yeah. On there, okay, so. we'll go more into that a little bit later because there's there's a lot to talk about with that yeah. and with Xbox. But before we go any further, Quash, this is right up your alley. Let's talk Fortnite. Oh, baby, Fortnite. Now, now you guys got to teach me. <laughs> I mean, so I want to touch on something that Grote kind of mentioned earlier with Sea of Thieves. Um, obviously, since I'm not too experienced with it, um, I'm not sure. Uh, how much it's holding up, but what he said is that it's kind of bringing back gaming in a way, and I think um, I saw a tweet, it had to have been on probably Barstool Game Time, uh, that said Fortnite's the first game that has really gotten squads of of boys, you know, back together, playing games, just working out strategy, having fun um, in a way that hasn't since MW2. And so I'm curious as to you guys, I mean, I know growing up in middle school, you get, you know, a 12-pack of Mountain Dew cans, sitting in a basement, (laughs) playing some just free-for-all on Rust for hours at a time, and those are some like formulative moments of my childhood, I almost want to say. So do you guys feel that Fortnite is doing so well because it's kind of filling in that space and bringing back to a time in gaming where it's not all based on, let me go, you know, um, not like find loot, but because you do find loot, but something not like Destiny where it's grinding it out. It's just everyone starts at the same level and there's no way to progress, you know, and be a more competitive player than the next guy. So... For me, Fortnite, Fortnite was not the first time I experienced what kind of like a battle royale formula was. For me, the first time I experienced it was The Division, which The Division, I thought, 
was all right, but it wasn't great, and I got bored of it quickly. And what made me come back to the division was this game mode called Survival, which is basically what Battle Royale is, but it's with 24 people instead of 100, and it's a little bit more complex on the things you have to do. And I could not stop playing that. Like, there is something about that formula. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a fad or what. But there's just something about that formula, that style of game, that just makes me want to do more. Like, I can't tell you how many times, and Quash, you've been there too, where it's like, we get into a game, and it's like, all right, this is my last game. And then it doesn't end the way we want. It's like, all right, we got to do one more. We got to do one more. Before I am I'm, I know it, we've been doing this for an hour and a half. It's I mean, and that's the thing about it. It's just so addicting to play, especially when I feel like it is one of those things that does rely on who you're playing with as well. Obviously, group two yeah. as a whole just has great people, not only for the camaraderie of talking to while you're playing the game, but I'd say the skill level allows us to, you know, any night we can go out there and I mean, not bragging or anything, but get several wins. You know what I mean? And and we I feel get like several wins. Yeah, we do. We're, we're some good group guys. Pretty good. Yeah, we're, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good wins, you know, but we, uh, I, I mean, I feel like playing with people like that, where, you know, imagine none of us have ever won before and we're still playing. I feel like we would still even be drawn to it at that point, just because oh, yeah. the excitement of that first win is there and it doesn't go away. Every time we still win tonight, I'm like, you know, fuck yes, let's go. Like it's fun to win. But it just yeah. happens that, you know, we're good and, and we're able to do that every night. But I agree, it it draws you to just stay on and, and keep playing to see, you know, all right, what's the next game going to look like? We lost this time, can't go to sleep on, you know, an L, we got to go out there and win another time, so. Exactly. And, I, you know, I, one, oh, sorry, go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, I, I think the formula is so successful because it's truly you getting better at the game. It's not you got a better piece of gear, so now you have better you know, damage or whatever, you know, it's truly you getting better every time. That's why League of Legends is insanely successful because it's the same yeah. characters, the same loadout, you know, like you're, you start at the same spot, but it's all about you getting better as a player. It really is. Yeah. And, and the teamwork, I mean, I know it's like the more and more I play with certain guys, I, I kind of know who's going to do what and I'm able to adapt more to the team. And I feel like everyone's able to do that. Everyone has their own play style and it's a little bit different yeah like everybody and knows so, i'm gonna jump off you know the bus immediately and land at the first spot possibly i right. can so but but like you said yeah. you adapt to it so it works <laughs> yeah you know, just adapt it works it it came also i mean fortnite had a situation where the had i don't know how i want to put this they couldn't have seen the success that it was going to get uh, beforehand, there's no way they could determine it because there's so many factors that made Fortnite as successful as it was. Um, one, uh, PUBG had been out for a while and it was just on PC, and so for consoles at least, you know, they were working on that to kind of fill that niche. And PUBG didn't come out until December, whereas Fortnite Battle Royale came out in September to you know kind of bring people in first. You know, then it was free to play, and so it's like. You know, PUBG, if PUBG would have came out first, that would have won. But for consoles, I still think that Fortnite, you know, takes the cake for it. Plus, you know, at least for us and in, in, uh, in our situation, at least, we were so disappointed with the route that Destiny 2 took to the point where it's like, you know, we're not having fun. We need to find another game. And three weeks after Destiny 2 release, you got Fortnite Battle Royale. So people are getting into that. And I know other people, you know, coming from, 
you know, other games too, was out before like Call of Duty and stuff. And I think people went in not expecting much, but they were surprised with how addicting this game was. Like if they had never played a battle royale game before, they wouldn't, they had nothing to compare it to. And so they're playing and I don't, I didn't think that I'd get as addicted to this game style as I would. And I think that happened for a lot of other people because this is a, a new experience. This is like, I don't know, playing Halo for the first time or when you start playing Call of Duty 4, you know, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, wow, this is awesome. It's just this is never new. done before, yeah. yeah. Destiny, the original. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's uh, that's how I ended up getting back on Xbox. You know, I, I took a while off to uh, just kind of focus on my studies, and I was like, yeah, I mean, there's just no games out that I kind of wanted to play until um, I picked up World War II and played that for maybe a week or two. I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't game-changing. And I just saw, you know, I think S. Benny and, and a few other guys, uh, Groot, you're one of them, just always playing Fortnite. And I was like, oh, this game's free. Like, sure, I'll just download it, whatever, you know, try it out. If you guys are playing it, like, I'll give it a go. And I, I just got hooked on it. I mean, it's almost funny. I paid 60 bucks for World War II, played it maybe two weeks. And now every time I log on to my Xbox, I'm playing this free game, which I think is something else that has also worked to Fortnite's advantage is that, you look between Fortnite and PUBG, I mean, when I download Fortnite, not paying anything for it, and they've still come out and they've provided, you know, new updates, they made the experience better, um, and, and it's one of those games where, as funny as it sounds, I've actually probably paid more money um, to Fortnite in terms of just getting cosmetic stuff or, like, upgrades right. like that than I would do another game that I actually bought, so. Exactly, and I think that's with a, with a lot of people. I know I've I spent money, but, I mean, Epic Games has, has knocked this one out of the park, plus, you know, the big kind of uproar, uproar with things going on. Battlefront 2, I guess, is another one to bring up with kind of help with Fortnite success because it's like all these things are going wrong with these other companies, other scandals or something else that is just not good PR for them. And then you have Epic Games, you know, saying if something like is different or something isn't working properly, they're immediately there to respond and say, oh, my gosh, we're working on it. We'll get this fixed. And not only do they you know, get it fixed in a timely manner, sometimes it's the same day that they're able like, to find a bug or something and address it right away. And they're so open with the community that in – what it seems like right now, a lot of uh, uh, developers or, or publishers are kind of hush-hush on some of the stuff unless it, it starts getting too big. I mean, Epic Games just coming out and just talking with everyone, and it's kind of like a breath of fresh air where it's like you're not just talking to nobody. You're not just talking to a wall. I mean, these these guys are listening and actively listening and actively responding to what's going on in the community, which has, I think more than anything probably benefited that game the most because I don't know. I did Fortnite. The Fortnite community does not seem toxic at all. You know, when you go in there, especially like, let's check in the Reddit forums, like go in there, everyone's like, having a good time posting some amazing shots. Everyone's, you know, cracking up about it. Good job. Good luck. You know, all that stuff. It's like, it's kind of nice. It's, it's a little unusual. I feel for the, I guess gaming in general, whereas something like Call of Duty, where it's just like, oh, you having 360 no scope, 17 KD, you know, whatever, fuck <laughs> yeah. you, yeah, get out of here. And I mean, I think that's uh, that's kind of part of the way of even the gameplay in Fortnite kind of lends to that in a way that there's not really a way to screw people over so much. I mean, there is, but people just don't do it because it's not going to benefit you know the team as a whole. Even you know, 
let's say I'm trying to play a duo or we have a three and we're picking up a fourth for a squad fill. I mean, it still works out well, and everyone there is just as committed to it as you are, which I think works really well. I mean, especially now, um, I like some of the updates they did in terms of uh, turning friendly fire off. That helps when, you know, you're trying to grenade out a base or just if you have someone on the team, like, let's say I load into a random squad just to fill it. No one's going to shoot me and take my stuff if I get a scar right off the bat. You know what I mean? It's just the way the game's set up doesn't allow for it. Um, but or accidentally shotgunning someone in the back, like I've done multiple times, throwing an eight <laughs> off your head, something like that. But I mean, I, I exactly. also like what you're saying in terms of them being responsive to the community. I mean, today I looked on and there was a, a 15 minute wait queue, and I'm like, well, what's going on here? Went right into the uh, the Reddit forum, and they're like, yeah, we're updating the servers because can't handle the new load of players are coming in, which. Also, um, I know we kind of got in early on the Fortnite in terms of when it was released. We were kind of more of the early adopter stage there. But do you guys, mm-hmm. um, in terms of seeing how successful it has been, do you think it would go, I guess, this mainstream this fast where you see, you know, Barstool? And it, it, I mean, it's a meme now, essentially. You know, people are, Fortnite's gotten bigger than the game itself, I feel, at a pace that I don't think any other game besides the first Call of Duties have even done. Yeah, I it's... It's really hard to not like this game. There, there might be a few things you don't like, but I, I feel like to not like this game, you would be someone that doesn't like to talk on a mic, joins up on random squads, and just is unlucky enough to get people that are assholes to you. I mean, maybe that's the game experience, but the game itself, I mean, it, I don't know. It's just knocking out the park. I mean, I had to comment on that for I mean, what they've done with it. I, I have no problem, you know, spending ten dollars on some V bucks here to, you know, to get a couple of cosmetics for a company like this with the way, you know, that they're handling. This is it's like you want to give them your money. You know what I mean? Where yeah. where some games, I, you know, I want them to be successful, right? Because for how they're acting, what they're doing, everything. Like I want this to carry over for. You know, these other publishers put stuff out. It's like, you know, what are they doing that is keeping people on there? Like, we need to be more like that with, right. with kind of what's been going on in the industry right now. I feel like Epic Games is hopefully starting a trend that we'll see in the next few years on how these other you know developers start to respond to the community and kind of get back with the community to kind of change the culture a little bit because it. It has been, and you know, everyone talks about. I mean, it is a toxic environment sometimes, but not always. I mean, even with us here, you know, I would have never met you guys um, if it wasn't for you know Destiny starting back. And so that's the one thing that I, you know, I always have with with Bungie and Destiny. Thanks, Bungie. Like being this, these great group of guys, and since then, you know, we've added more, you know, to our community and stuff, and. And we try and keep it like a, you know, we're just here to have fun. You know, you don't have to do this or do this. You know, we're not like crazy competitive. I mean, we can we can be competitive sometimes, but we're always having a good time. And Fortnite, it's the easiest one to kind of get most people in group two together uh, and everyone have a good time and everyone, you know, talk and hang out and get dubs. Right. No, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's that everyone's on the same level kind of thing again. That lets it be that way because mm-hmm. you know like nothing was worse than like destiny or it's like oh we're doing the raid and it's like oh well i'm only 
200 light when it's a 300 light activity it's like well i'll see you guys next time yeah like the time to get to that level too i mean i I think you're exactly right the thing about fortnite is the low barrier to entry and the fact that you know you look at battlefront 2 or other things like this the way they're microtransactions i mean don't get me wrong i know the industry is going towards microtransactions and that's how they see it shaping that that's a whole nother discussion but the fact that fortnite's microtransactions are strictly cosmetic it's not like i'm buying gear to make myself have an advantage in this game um it makes it more fun because now you don't have someone that's just spending more money to be better than you it really is like you said someone's spending the time in the game to develop and be a better player and allows all of us to be on the same level every time so i think it's pretty cool Hmm. exactly like Hmm. it's cool because like i i haven't played fortnite that much at all but i know that if you guys said yeah let's play fortnite like i can join you and we'll be fine like it's like you know we can jump right into it exactly and so we we can sit here and keep praising Fortnite, and it's just going to make me want to hop on the Xbox and start playing right now. But <laughs> one of the things I want to talk about, uh, kind of go over quickly on, on some of the changes right now. So uh, today they just released the new Slurp Jug, whatever that is. It's a legendary barrel of, I guess, juice. Slurp juice and medicine juice concoction. Drink for 15 seconds and it'll get you up to full health, which I'm game for. I, I think a lot of people are kind of saying, oh, this is going to be overpowered. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think everyone thought that with the bush too, and now the bush no, mean, one, wants. no one No one uses the bush anymore. I mean, and you know, I think it'll be all right because you look at the times when you'd be getting back to max health, anyways. I mean, if you're running a deep squad of four and you're getting pretty late in the game, You've got a guy carrying med packs, you got a guy carrying bandages, someone's got a couple slurps or shields anyway, so you're going to get up to, you know, around 150 worth of health pretty easily most times anyways. So I feel like yeah. this, along with the time buffer being 15 seconds, as opposed to, you know, just 10 with a med kit, it's, yeah. I mean, you're not going to be able to stand there in the middle of a firefight and just get full health. This is something where you're going right. to have to either build or be hiding in order to to get it done. And most situations, it's going to be after winning a battle and in building something or or hiding you know you're not gonna be able to do in the middle of a battle to kind of get back you know everyone's gonna have to get back to the fight so it's gonna be winning a battle and then you know hiding somewhere to to go take it and stuff but yeah that's 15 seconds of potentially being sniped or grenaded or rocketed or whatever so i'm I'm, I'm excited to check it out We'll, we'll see how that turns out um one other thing too i want to brush too that Happened last week, though, but what do you guys think of the changes to the map? So the thing I'll throw out here is I'm a big fan of them um, for two reasons. The first is obviously new areas to explore. It's cool landing in a new spot for the first time and discovering new things. But Hmm. I'm a, a really big fan of starting in Anarchy and Fatal. And I feel that after the update, uh, so many people want to go to these new areas and check them out, that Anarchy and Fatal, which used to be pretty heavily populated at the start, make things a little bit rough to get going. Um, they're less populated, so it's easier to get an advantage in the game early on, get some good loot starting out, and usually be, if you're not in the circle, pretty close to it in those spots. And you're seeing it most now, maybe one or two teams land with you when it used to be three or four, just a crazy show right at the start. Now you can actually get your time, work into the game, and, and get set up pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I I guess my favorite thing uh, with the the new maps and, and the way it's set out is not only did they add the new points of interest, they also, like, just changed the... 
I guess, the look of the different areas. I mean, there's part of the map that, you know, kind of still looks the same, but like Anarchy, uh, you know, has like a more fall-like, uh, I guess that would be like fall, there's, there's looks more farmy, I guess is the way I'm trying to say it. And then you have like some of the other places, like a, a darker, more lush green, the swamp looks swampier. It's just the, the added all these other little details other than just the points of interest. That was amazing. When I, when the first mentioned that they were going to, uh, add the, the tilted towers or suicide towers, as I like to call them, uh, it, it just, I was thinking like, okay, they're just going to just throw it in and there it is. But it was so much more than that. It was, I mean, they put a whole polish on the entire map. They, and, and the new color scale, I agree, looks nice. amazing. It's a nice change. It's like, it's like going into a new map, basically. It felt like it was just a brand new map to go and explore everything again. So the other thing, it's funny you mentioned Tilted. I know that that's kind of the uh, the new killing ground when you land there. It's You're dying pretty quickly unless you're set. But <laughs> I've noticed uh, one funny thing about the clock tower there is I've landed there a few times. Um, every time I go to Tilted and I want to land at the clock tower to get those chests, I've actually um, gotten into pickaxe fights probably four or five times now where there's no chest but two guys landing there, and yeah. you can't get out. If you jump, you die. You have to go down. So it's <laughs> do I start knocking the wood out to fall down and maybe find a gun, or do I just start killing this yeah. guy with my pickaxe? And it's it's just another little fun kind of little strategy thing they throw in there at you. <laughs> Um, nice. So in, in terms of what's next for Fortnite, though, uh, do you guys think that they're going to either expand more on this map um, or possibly go with another new map that's completely different? And if so, would you know you be able to choose between which map you're doing or potentially have to pay for it? But what do you guys think is next for Epic here? So on the latter of what you said, um, I would say that choosing the map probably won't be an option. I guarantee you it'll be a, a random which they should because, I mean, it's going to get so outweighed, especially when the new map comes out. It's going to be so outweighed on one. They they don't want to do that. You don't want to deal with that. They'll, they'll make it like a 50-50 split. So, I mean, with each game, you're going to be playing different maps. I think that's how it works in PUBG. I could be wrong, but I think it will be just random on what map you go into. I think that would be a good idea as um, well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be cool if they had, like, um, procedurally generated, like, pieces that they could put together. To like build yeah. different worlds as it drops in. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. That would be, that would be, like, that would be really cool to go in each time and not know where things are, not know, kind of yeah. what's gonna work out. That'd be pretty. Yeah. That'd be a pretty cool thing. Um, but to to answer the the first question that you had there, Quash, uh, they have said that they don't. They've acknowledged that another map is something that's coming down the road. Um, that they want to work on, but it is not their priority right now. Uh, they there's still more that they want to add to this map, so I think we'll get more. Like the they've put a lot of stuff heavily on the west side of the map now. I, they might make some more changes to the east side, and they might make it a little bit bigger, um, tweak a few more things. I think that they're more focused on getting the game to a state where. You know, this is what we want, and then expand and 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 do more maps. Yeah, they they've said it's just not in their thought right now. And Battle Royale just came out the end of September. I would guess that we won't even start getting a hint of a new map until possibly E3 or like later in the summer or something. Most of the time, when they start talking about something, the 
my guess is that if they are going to show a new map, I would almost bet that they do it like maybe a month before it's even, and, and then they'll release it. You know, instead of like doing it three or four months in advance and then releasing it sometime. But I bet somewhere around the anniversary, we'll probably see another map. That would make sense. You know, get some use out of this one. One thing um, that that kind of popped in my head here while you're talking is the fact that throughout this all update, I feel like the the gameplay's kind of stayed level um, in terms of... How am I trying to explain it? I, I guess in terms of the map, it's still like an even playing field. They didn't, I guess upset it in any way if you kind of get what i'm saying whereas it still feels yeah. like they didn't um making a change like a map to this could throw off you know all right it's all heavy left side now no one's going to the right i feel like it's still pretty even and even any small tweak can change that thing so they really have probably done a good job back testing it and and like you said listening to our improvements that we offer as well yeah yeah dude so it's a great game that i, I just just a great game just, just a great just, game. Just great. Good job, Epic. Great games. Class for Epic, you know. All right. So, next topic, you know, I want to talk about, and we'll, we'll kind of go over this, not briefly, but quicker than we want to and everything, so we're, we're already a little past our schedule. Um, the Xbox Game Pass um, for Microsoft, let me hit some of these bullet points real quick, and then we'll just kind of go on an overall discussion of what we think, you know, Microsoft might be getting out of this and, and whatnot, but it's available right now. Uh, I've seen it on there. I actually have like a 14 day trial that I just, I just haven't started yet. I, I already have too many games in my backlog. I was just like, dude, I cannot add more to it. So I haven't, I haven't bought it yet, but uh, it's $10 a month. Um, they've already have like a hundred games on there and not just Xbox One games, but they also have some from the library of Xbox 360 and OG Xbox games. One I saw on there last night when I was uh, browsing through it, Ninja Gaiden. I'm almost tempted to get that right now to play that again because I haven't played that in years. Um, But, dude, this service, and especially that... So they announced that State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, and Crackdown 3 are all games that are going to be coming to Xbox Game Pass on release day. And it's not just these exclusives. It's going to be all Xbox exclusives moving forward. So your Forzas, your Halo series, your Gears of War, all of those games will be on the Xbox Games Pass at launch, you know, without spending the $60, you know, ahead of time to get it. Now, I don't know how DLC is going to work into that factor or whatnot, um, but I... Me personally, I feel like this is a huge step for Xbox in general, but a huge step in the game industry to kind of, I mean, who's not going to pay $10 a month to get some of these great games, you know, as opposed to like buying it. Like if you're, if you're interested in one of those games, I mean, you why wouldn't you get the games pass as opposed to going out and spending 60 bucks? I mean, so, and, and that's something that even, um, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with EA access, but something that I've been buying for, I think going on two years now. So it's kind of similar EA access. It's 30 bucks a year and gets you discounts on their games. However, mm-hmm. the one reason I got it is, um, I think it's eight or nine months after every new sports game comes out, it's available to download for free. So in my mind, you know, I was going in and say, you know, buy the new NHL, buy the new Madden every year. And that's 60 bucks a year you're spending where you go to trade it in. It's not worth anything when the new one comes out. So 
it really made sense right. for me to spend 30 bucks, get all of last year's sports games. Like, why not? And I think it's the same with this. I mean, the Xbox exclusives are great. If I'm planning on buying two of them a year, that's the 120 bucks right there. Everything else is just basically being given to me for free at that point. So I think it's exactly. it's definitely the way I see everything moving forward, um, being subscription-based services. The one thing I think is interesting right now is that Xbox is trying to tie it all in together because I feel that in the future, developers like, you know, Electronic Arts, for instance, feel they might have more power by making their own packages. And that's a problem you see with Netflix as well, where right. people are pulling content off because the original creators or developers feel like they can do it better on their own or make more money on their own. So it'll be interesting to see, yeah. but I'm definitely behind it. It's something that I'll probably, I'd say towards the end of the year, once I have a job and more money, be investing into myself um, just because it's it's got a lot of games on there, it sounds like, that I would be into playing for a lower cost, essentially. Yeah. What do you think, Sean? I like it, except that typically when I buy a game, I want to own it forever. So, like, my thing is, like, if I don't want to pay 10 bucks a month anymore, I don't own the game, which kind of right. sucks. Like, it's, like, money lost. But at the same time, you know, Sea of Thieves is coming out 60 bucks, but you're playing it for 10 Yeah. You know, yeah. for me, one thing I had... Uh, I guess a similar experience and stuff was Apple Music. So I DJed um, quite a bit in college, um, a little bit afterwards, not a whole lot. But um, one of the things, I had a, a whole lot of music that I had just gathered, you know, buying CDs, you know, getting stuff from friends here and there, doing all that stuff. And I, I, mean, I have thousands and thousands of songs that I've, you know, gathered over my years. And uh, I got the Apple Music and I had all my music on iTunes, but it started doing some weird stuff to the music that I already had, you know, and I kind of, it, it turned me off and I had it all saved on an external hard drive anyway, but so I didn't pay for that afterwards and I still don't have Apple Music, but the one thing I find is that, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't listen, you know, I'm not DJ anymore. I don't listen to music or buy music or go out and look for music nearly as much as I used to. The point where Apple Music would just be so convenient to just always have, you know, stuff. You know, it's, it's always one thing where it's, if I go to someone's house and someone's playing music or people come to our house and you want to listen to some music or something, you know, I my, my music library is outdated now. You know, whereas if I had something like that, it'd be nice. Right. The way the Games Pass would work, though, is, I mean, you would download the game in your system. You won't be able to play it if uh, um, if you no longer pay for the Games Pass. But if the game was something that you liked enough anyway, if you stopped paying for the Game Pass, you can always go back and buy it. It wouldn't get rid of your saves. So you would still have your saves. You still have it. You could just buy it later. That's why I think this is so huge because it's like, I can tell you right now, I I looked at the hundred games that they had on there and I think I own four of them that I was already gonna buy. But if I had the games pass, there's so many more games that I would have never thought about buying that I'll be like, you know what, I'll give it a try, you know, because it's on there. And I think right. that's where, you know, they'll start getting people. I, I think like we talked about last week with Sea of Thieves that I feel like there's a you know a, a small niche of people that were interested in it and maybe they would play it. But I didn't think it would have the success that, you know, I'd hope that they would, you know, because we had fun. I just, I just don't think that everyone would want that game the same way. But being on the Games Pass, I mean, I think that they just added millions of people that are now interested in that game because it's like, 
you know, I, maybe they're already exactly. paying for Games Pass, or instead of spending sixty dollars on the game, they'll just get the Games Pass when it launches and they'll play it, or you know, start their free trial then or do whatever, or they'll just pay for the ten dollars to play it and get a month's fill and then stop playing. But I think the whole thought is like the set and forget. I mean. And that's it right there. I mean, like you said, so for me especially even, a lot of these games, you know, $60 to, I'd say probably to a lot of people um, being around our age, you know, it's a lot to put up for a game if you're not completely trusted in it yet. I mean, look at me. I Destiny is, you know, it had its moments, um, but that's why I didn't want to buy into Destiny 2. I'm like, can I trust this product yet? So I think by lowering that cost, I mean, yeah, 10 bucks. am I willing to pay that every month to try whatever game I want out there? I mean, for sure. Instead of dropping sixty and potentially having a game like Dark Souls that I have on my Xbox that I played one day, but I cost sixty bucks for that game and I just don't even use it anymore because I didn't enjoy it. Oh, don't yeah. go there. No, I I know a little. It's a dark area for those Dark Souls. <laughs> it's but my baby. Do we? Um. So here's my question: Does um one does this include um like Sea of Thieves? If you sign up for the Games Pass right now, do you get access to the beta? And for future games like that, will you get beta access? And two, do you think this kind of then takes the spot instead of developers releasing, you know, a game demo where you can download and play, you know, a period of one game or one storyline in a game to try it out before, and instead they think people will just get the Games Pass to do that? I don't know about the beta thing. Um, I don't know if they would. Maybe. I don't think you could download the... This for pre-orders for Sea of Thieves. I mean, maybe in the future they'll do something. I mean, who knows? Maybe if you're on Games Pass moving forward when Crackdown 3... Um, announces a release date. Maybe if they do a beta for that, if you're on people that run before, you'll be able to download it. I don't think it would be. I don't think it would discriminate like that. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you could go into Games Pass at any time, and if they decided to put the beta on there, but I don't know if that's what they're going for on that. I mean, because that could raise the other issue. You know, a lot of these pre-orders are buying. Um you know, game of the year or exclusive editions of games gets you bonus content in it. And if people are wanting that bonus content, um, it could kind of change that up a little bit too. Let's say, you know, normally you're going to buy the games pass, but oh, the new call of duty game. If I spend a hundred bucks on it, I get all the maps included in it. Whereas on games pass, you're only getting that, um, the standard version of the game. So I think it'd be interesting to see how they deal with things like that as well. Since it's new, you know, going forward, what they might do. So the way, I've kind of like, I've kind of thought about this because financially, this just when you look at it on paper, it just seems stupid. It's like they're going to put down all these all these games out there, and they're just going to spend ten dollars a month. I mean, it costs millions and millions of dollars to develop these games, and then just be put on Games Pass. I think that you know, at first thought, people will be like, "Oh, well, they're just going to abuse the way they use it. They'll get the Games Pass for a month and then get rid of it." I don't think I think the majority of people won't get rid of it. I think once they have it, they've already decided. You know what? That money's there. I'm putting it there, and they'll they'll get invested. And then after a while, it'll just be just another ad. It'll just be their Netflix or their Hulu subscription or whatever. It's just another thing that they forget about that they're subscribed to. And I think that this will open the door for two things for Xbox. One, um, if the success for it is great, success for this is great, then they will start putting on or they will have more money to do more xbox exclusives to fill it up i mean same with you look at netflix right now i mean before it's just you know a bunch of third-party people putting their stuff on there now it's almost nothing but netflix originals that you see on there and some of them are great shows 
So it gives the leave it open for them to get more exclusives. Uh, second, I think that a lot of games on there, uh, especially the Xbox exclusives, will be games of a service. So it will have, you know, they will make their extra money on like probably microtransactions. Will whereas, you know, I don't want to like knock it, but if it's done like something like Fortnite, you know, I think everyone would be okay with it. Um, and then if if those games are successful and it all goes back to xbox and they'll put more money into maybe single player experiences that other people are interested in that you just haven't really done much yet so i think it's i think it's a win-win all around i think it's great for gamers i think it'll be good for xbox so long as people like you know get into it i think i'm gonna probably sign up for it i would consider it down the road same here i'm I'm not probably going to do it within, you know, the first few months, but definitely seeing how it grows as as a platform for purchasing games, I'm I'm definitely probably going to look into it. Oh yeah. I think it, yeah, it is kind of a win-win for everyone, so it'd be cool to see how it progresses. It definitely will be good for like I said, games and even the developers of games and stuff that don't think that they're going to have a huge market. I th- I feel like now people will discover games that they didn't even know about or wouldn't have played otherwise. And, and I think that's what happens is it basically offsets, you know, obviously everyone's going to get the new Call of Duty um, for the most part when it's coming out, but it's really going to help these smaller developers with, you know, lesser known games um, kind of get their name out there as well and maybe have people try them who wouldn't normally just because, hey, I'm bored one Saturday afternoon. This game's there. I don't want to play anything I have been. Let me try this out and get new people into it that way. Yeah, I mean, depend. It would, it would be years down the road and stuff, but I, can t- I, I can tell you something like right now that a game like Call of Duty would never end up on. on there. Right, right. Xbox would have to pay too much money. People already spend a lot of money on it. But yeah, big AAA titles probably would be kept off. But I mean, the fact that Xbox exclusive like Sea of Thieves and stuff like that's going to be on there. I mean, that's I feel like that's big enough already, which is kind of interesting. Dude, I mean, oh yeah, Gears Five, Halo Six, yeah. Uh, they're they're starting. They're gonna make another Fable here soon. Fable's gonna be on there. I'm excited for that. Next month they're putting like the Fable anniversary thing on there. I mean, there there's a lot there's a lot of games that on there that I'm definitely gonna be interested in. And they might go on rotations on and off. But I think the the Xbox exclusives will uh, be on there forever with it. You know, I don't know. Portal and Portal Two on there. Mm, I'd have to double check again. I'm not too sure. Yeah, are they putting Half Life Three on or no? Yeah, so Half Life Three for I, sure is going to. That's why I heard Half Life Three. It was going to be um, Xbox exclusive only, but I th- I'm pretty sure they require Connect with that one now, so you can jump through it. But I'm not sure. Oh yeah, that would be it. Yeah, the the Connect will be the portal, and you have to figure out how to connect it to the new Xbox One X, the most powerful console ever created. Most powerful console, all the flops. Because you no longer make the adapter. <laughs> well, I mean, when you have that many flops flopping around inside the box, there's no like Terraport for the adapter to go into anymore because you just got the flops. I was asking. There, so. I was asking people, how do they fit all those flops in this little box here? It doesn't make sense. Blows my mind. It runs on blockchains. Blockchain technology. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, so just an aside note to there, I was on the the Microsoft store earlier. Just just throwing that out there. They do accept Bitcoin um, on the Microsoft store. So for all no way they do. I I I saw a picture of it and I was like, wow. So if you guys are are trying to get into into that crypto game just make sure you buy the xbox games pass and uh and a couple versions of connect because you can sell them for bitcoin on the microsoft store gosh i mean could you imagine yeah. though like with that as volatile as it is it's like let's let's just say let's go back years ago and and bitcoin was 
a uh, hundred dollars per Bitcoin. Look at f- and he accepted it. Then look at fifty cents. You, you spent like a Bitcoin on a game, and just looking back in the future, like now we're going Ooh. forward, it's like wow, I bought a game for seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look at so um, fifty cent uh, a few albums back actually did. Uh, he set it up so he could accept Bitcoin for it and kind of forgot about it. And apparently he made something like $8 million off it that he just found in an account again. So he didn't even know that he made it. And it's stuff Jeez. like that. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's so crazy to me because it's like I literally was going to buy like $100 worth. It would have been like hundred and thirty grand now. You know, like it's crazy. Yeah, imagine if you're one I of know. those guys that was mining it back in the day and threw your computer away because you thought it wasn't going to be worth anything. <laughs> get, get, I got $1.2 $1. million piece of junk sitting in the landfill somewhere. It's ridiculous. Uh, oh, man. This is, you know, we could go we could go off on the rails and talk about crypto, but, oh, yeah. God, that would be a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's, There's so much plenty to enough about. doing that already. Plenty uh, of I think this is a pretty good episode, though. Dude, I yeah, Quash. Thanks for 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 filling in. I know we're, we're short a few people. And, you know, I, I talked about <laughs> last uh, podcast that I wanted to make sure, and we are going to get two podcasts for the month of January. Don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think it's going to be another one. Uh, hopefully, another we can get one. on a better schedule. Uh, I'm starting to figure things out a little bit. We're we're we're, we're starting to kind of get through and 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 feel it out now. And I think we're. Um, I think we're. I think we're gonna come too. I think. I think by podcast ten, we're gonna. We're gonna seem like professionals, right? We're all, we yeah. all want to be professional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. P- professional. Yeah. What? <laughs> kind of one thing I wanted to to kind of throw in there real quick. Uh, so group two, um, you know, us and and a bunch of other people in there. I think we're around 40, 50 members now. Um, Are we really? 40. Wow. I don't want. I don't want to boast too much. Yeah, Let's make it even fifty though. Uh, we kind of started off being a group focused mainly around Destiny and just finding like-minded players. Uh, that kind of changed uh, with kind of where Destiny Estates at, and we just want to be more of a, you know, adults, young adults, you know, older adults doesn't matter, uh, non-toxic gaming environment. That's just kind of what we want to be, uh, at least our little bit to the gaming community and stuff. So. From, you know, let's see, Quash, you're in Michigan. Sean, you're in New York. I'm in Kansas. All across the United States, just a bunch of guys with like minds and just want to have a good time. You know, have some drinks while playing with some friends online and stuff. That's kind of yeah. where we... Uh, I mean, like, I don't drink, but but yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever, Quash. Right. Mr. Only, Jumping. Uh, only slurp bush. juice. Only slurp juice. That's my only drink. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, by the time this thing goes up, uh, I'm going to have a, a link to our Discord. You can come check us out there, uh, talk to us, and hopefully this time I can figure it out. And I'll be able to get this podcast on available on iTunes, YouTube, maybe SoundCloud. I don't know yet. Um, but other than that, uh, what else you guys will talk about? Anything new going on with you guys before we get out of here? I mean, I think that's it. the only thing I'll say is a quick hit or quick tip for everyone out there playing shooter games. Um, this was actually a, a tip from Sachel, but try out a monitor. Um, you may come to find that you like it. I know for shooting games, it's it's changed the world for me, made it a lot more fun to play. So if mm-hmm. you can, try using a monitor. Works wonders. Love it. I can't go back yeah. now. Yeah, I did the same it thing. It ruins you on a TV. Yeah. So. <laughs> it really does. Oh, yeah. 
that's the way to do it. Well, all right. This has been uh, another great Group 2 podcast. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. And we'll catch you later. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully early next month, this yeah, time around. Hopefully. All right. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. Bye.